Hey dads, welcome back to another episode of the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Jason Barrett. I'm here without TJ this week. He's got a few things to do, so I'm taking it solo. And uh, in case you wanted to ask, yes, actually, I am doing pretty well. I have um, I've just put on a pork shoulder on the Weber floor to smoke for dinner tonight. Um, having some trouble with uh, the temperature. I've ended up getting it way too high. I think I put too many lit coals in to start the day, but now we're going to find out what uh, what a hot and fast pork shoulder tastes like. Um, pork shoulder being a relatively high fat cut. So I know a lot of you are like, come on, Jace, what's going on? But we're going to be having it in a salad uh, burrito bowl tonight for dinner and probably for tomorrow for lunch as well. So that's the beauty of those big cuts. They do tend to give you a fair amount of, uh, of, of meat and protein to work with. Um, so that's my update. Hope you're all doing fantastic. And today we're talking about uncomplicating your fitness and uncomplicating your health. People often think, and this is the big issue and the reason why often these things are complicated, people think that complicated means advanced. And people think that the more complicated or the more nuanced something is and the more detail you have to go into for it, the better it must be. But there is often a diminishing return on uh, the knowledge and there's a diminishing return on the effort that goes into a lot of these things. You can often get 80 to 90% of the results by doing the first 10 to 15% to 20% of a plan. Uh, what I mean by that is the basics. If they tell you you've got to time your protein and time your carbs in this way and you've got to fast for a certain amount of time and you can only eat legumes and you can't eat grains and you have to eat this and you can't eat this and all this stuff by just focusing on some aspects of the of that, uh, of that that of the, the, the principles as opposed to just the method, you'll still get the result. And we've talked about this before, but I want to reiterate it again today. It is easier to baffle you with the bullshit than it is to sell you uh, to tell you the unsexy truth. You've got to remember that fitness and health is one of the biggest areas that is plagued by a marketing problem where the marketing of a solution, the marketing of a special pill or special diet or special training program, that is the biggest thing is getting people in the door because there's so much information out there that people often don't know what to believe. And you see something and it's like, oh, this sounds really convincing and this sounds really true and this sounds like it'll work for me. But people use all sorts of really nebulous language. They're like, oh, studies show this, this, and this. Okay, that's all well and good. But in reality, what are those studies? Those studies are, you know, in rats. Uh, using amounts of protein or amounts of you know artificial sweeteners or whatever that are you know a hundred times higher than what any any human would actually ever consume in a day, so they use language like that to really uh, try and sell their stuff a lot of the time, and it sucks because the way that people tend to grow their business and the way that people tend to grow their business in health and fitness is by making claims or putting up really big, bold things and um, baffling people with their bullshit so that they sign onto the program. And then they do this overly complicated, unnecessary protocol, which, yeah, based on the principles, will still probably get results. But then it leaves someone like, oh, fuck, I've got to eat carnivore for the rest of my life or keto for the rest of my life now because that's the only way that I've ever lost weight. The problem is the truth is unsexy. The truth is not just avoid this one food and you'll be shredded forever. The, po- the, the truth is not five minutes of exercise three times a week is going to be all you need to get shredded. We aren't here to sell you wonderful ideas about pills or special protocols that magically drop fat. We're here to tell you that the simple and consistent plan always wins no matter what you're doing. If you have a plan that is 
you know, 60% of the way there in terms of the action that you're taking, in terms of you could probably do more to get a more optimal result, but you don't have the capacity for whatever reason. Obviously, we're dads, we get that. If you can action that plan 100% of the time or 99% of the time, then that is the better plan for you than the all-in 80 to 90% of the way they're planned where you're doing three or four or five sessions a week and you're, um, you know, make sure you're always eating whole organic foods and all of that kind of stuff. But if you can only action that plan 50 to 60% of the time because it gets too hard, especially on things like weekends, like, oh, you're never, ever, ever allowed to drink again, right? Otherwise, you're going to blow out because that's the one thing that's causing a problem. That might struggle because then as soon as you have one drink, you're going to think, fuck, I failed the protocol. I failed the plan. Now I'm just going to blow out because stuff it. Even though one drink, even one night of drinking is not going to offset a week and a half of consistent, diligent effort. It's just just the way that people think. They tend to be all or nothing. And this is the problem with complicated fitness protocols is if as soon as you fall off, right, the barriers for success and and the window for success is so focused on this one little band where if you're not falling in that band, you often feel like you're failing. You've got to widen the the gap for success and create what we call like a minimum standard. And if you have that minimum standard and you keep that minimum standard really simple rather than your minimum standard being, hey, I've got to train five times a week and it's got to be one hit session and one steady state cardio and one resistance training and then a Pilates and a yoga. Otherwise, my body's going to you know break down. Whatever. That doesn't actually matter. None of that stuff actually matters. What matters is that you have a baseline that you can have as your new normal your new base level of showing up, you've got to create that first. You've got to create a minimum effective effort that you want to put in that you're willing to do for the rest of your life. That is the bottom line. If you're not willing to do something like this for the rest of your life, then you're unfortunately just not going to keep the result. Now, you don't need to start out saying, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I feel nervous about it. It's like, no, you just take it one week at a time, one month at a time, and you find what works for you within your, um, within your plan. But the biggest thing is having a why. You've got to have a big and motivating reason why you're doing this because that's going to get you through the monotony at times of doing the simple basic shit over and over again. I have eaten the same breakfast, one of three breakfasts for, I would say, the last at least three years, if not more. That breakfast is, uh, if I'm on a shred, is Greek yogurt, protein powder, berries, a cup of some kind of cereal. Lately, it's been Nutrigrain, sometimes Milo, uh, sometimes All Bran, if I feel like I need the bran, uh, and berries, and some peanut butter sometimes. That's it. It's about 400 calories. It's about 45 grams of protein. It's great. It's filling. I enjoy the taste of it. I get variety from using different cereals, from using different uh, berries, from using different protein powders. It's awesome. The other one I tend to have is oats, right? I'll have a cup of oats, which will usually, and, and some milk, and then the rest of it stays the same. And that usually bumps me up to about 750 calories. That's when I'm on a bulk and I want to gain some more muscle mass. And then the final one I tend to have is on the weekends with my wife, I'll have uh, two eggs on toast and I'll usually add whatever leftover meat, whether there's a steak leftover from the night before or some ham or some chicken or whatever, I'll usually add that in there too. And that's just a weekend breakfast that we sometimes have. That's it. Those are the three breakfasts apart from I think maybe one morning we had pancakes uh, that I made like once in like for Christmas or something like that. That's it. Those are the breakfasts that I eat. I don't think about breakfast. 
I don't think about what we're going to be having. I don't make a decision in the morning. I'd say this is what I have because it's simple because I don't have to be eating this for pleasure. I'm not trying to eat it because I want to have the best breakfast in the world from a taste perspective. I'm eating it because I need my breakfast to be a couple of things. I need it to be high in protein. I need to have some nutrients in it and I need it to be simple. If I can tick those three boxes, awesome. This is just what my breakfast is. There might come along another breakfast at some point in time that I'll end up eating. But for now, it's the yogurt, the berries, the cereal, the protein powder, and some peanut butter. That's it. That's all I need my breakfast to be. Too many of you are out there overcomplicating not only your fitness in terms of the strategy, but you're overcomplicating your meals as well, right? Before I go too more in depth with that, the biggest uh, factor when it comes to understanding, you know, is someone selling me bullshit or not? You've got to understand there's a difference between the method and the principle. There's many different methods and ways of getting the result. You could go keto, you could go vegan, you could track your calories, uh, you could track your macros, you could uh, go on Weight Watchers and use like a point system. Um, All of these are all different methods to enact the same principle, which is a calorie deficit. If you eat keto, you'll be eating more filling foods. You'll be cutting out carbs as an entirety of of a food group for most people. Uh, And that means that they don't overeat shit like bread and pasta and rice and all the other stuff that people do tend to overeat, right? Not because any of those are problems, because I can't imagine that any of you are out there just eating plain white bread that often just on its own. You probably put a bit of butter on it, probably put a bit of Vegemite on it, right? You're not just eating cooked pasta. You're eating cooked pasta with a sauce, right? With a creamy, cheesy, garlicky, delicious sauce. No shit. That is going to taste really good. It's not the carbs that are the problem, but if you take those out, you often take away a big vehicle for more calories that often goes with them. So when it comes to the method, it always has to enact a principle. So we want to focus on enacting the principle as opposed to anything else. So for the principle, it is calorie deficit. How do we create a calorie deficit? We move more than we burn. We eat less than we burn. That's it. If we move more and we eat a bit less, we'll tend to drop weight. Now, just saying eat more, uh, eat less and move more is very generic. It's important for you to know how much you are moving and how much you are eating. For some people, eating less isn't as much of an option because they already eat very little, but they also just don't move much. So then we want to focus more on the movement side of things because that is health promoting. We want to get you promoting health. We want to just move. It is a very simple thing. And everyone kind of knows, all right, I've got to probably watch my portion sizes a bit more, eat less deep fried shit and drink less alcohol and move a bit more. But that's just not sexy. It's not sexy because it requires a fundamental lifestyle change. It requires you to make a committed decision to say, this is not who I'm going to be anymore. I'm not going to have these KFC pizza nights. I'm not going to have these binge drinking evenings anymore because of the effect it's having on my health. Because of the fact that every time I have one of these nights, I probably get a few days closer to an earlier grave because I'm building up the fat around my heart, around my organs, right? I'm affecting my liver with the alcohol. All of that shit starts coming up. So if you're not ready to make that decision, don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. Don't tell me, oh yeah, I'm really committed to losing this weight, but you're not committed to giving up the beers, but you're not committed to giving up some of the deep fried foods and just moving a bit more consistently for your life. That's it. That's the fundamental decision that you have to make. You have to make that choice. If you don't make that choice or you're not willing to make that choice, then you're just simply not ready to want to lose the weight. You want a protocol that'll help you lose the weight and then you want to go back to what you were doing before and then you'll gain it all back again. Fucking great. You might as well not lose the weight in the first place and just keep, quote unquote, enjoying your life, drinking the beers and eating the shit food. Be my guest, right? But that comes to, it's got to be a decision from you. Stop looking for other people to motivate you. 
Stop looking for other people to give you the one sexy trick that's going to make it all easy because there is nothing that is going to make it easy. It is simple, but it's not easy. Not for a lot of people. Here's the thing though. It does get easier with time. It does get easier. When I first started, it was difficult. I had to fight. I had to struggle because I hadn't had this baseline set in yet in terms of the meals that I wanted to eat and the movement that I wanted to do. I was too anal about the way I had to do it. So if I felt like I blow out, I would go off for a couple of days. It is not easy at the start, but it does get easier. Don't think that the amount of energy you have to put into a workout or a walk right now is always the amount of energy it's going to take. It will get easier over time. The amount of energy you put into thinking about and tracking your food and getting your protein in and getting some veggies and all of that good stuff, the amount of energy you spend doing that now is not as much as it will be later. Later, it will be far easier because you'll be in momentum, because you'll be in rhythm. So the good news is now is kind of the hardest time. It only gets easier from here, but it only gets easier if you commit to a longer term and you commit to making it a lifestyle change and committing. That's it. Because otherwise, you're just looking for the short-term solutions just to get yourself through. So you need to have a base level of what you're willing to do to be the best version of you, to have your best health for your kids, for your grandkids, for your longevity, for your life, to be an example, to make sure that they don't end up with messed up relationships with food. Everyone thinks about messed up relationships with food as, oh, you're anal about tracking your food and you, you know, you're going into the, um, into the macros and that's unhealthy and obsessive and um, you know, oh, people who are overly restrictive. It's like oh, an equally unhealthy relationship with food also goes into the realm of I emotionally eat or I eat for comfort or pleasure as opposed to for nourishment. And food is a crutch to help me and alcohol is a crutch to help me deal with my emotions. That is equally as unhealthy. So if you want to break that cycle for your kids, it's got to start with you. When it comes to setting your baseline, as I was talking about before, you consider two or three breakfasts that I like to eat consistently, that I can like add, I can do one or two little things to add some variety in there. That's what matters. Same thing for lunches. Dinners tend to be the one because we often have it with our family. We're not always the ones who are in charge of cooking as well, where you get a bit more flexibility and you get a bit more room. But even then, my family, we have the same, I would say, like six to 10 dinners over the course of uh, a month to two months. We'll go through phases. I've got like a beef stir fry with rice, a chicken stir fry with noodles. Um, This is my, my cooking repertoire. A chicken curry with rice. Uh, you're sensing a bit of a theme here. Um, what else do we do? We do steak with a uh, packet, like continental pasta. We do a beef pasta with tomato-based sauce. Um, we do uh, like a pulled beef stew with potatoes. Uh, I'll do like a roast chicken. I'll do a chicken soup. Um, and there's probably a couple of other recipes that I've got in there that I've done before that uh, sort of, oh, here and there, oh, I remember I used to cook this. Let's have this for, for dinner for whatever reason. Uh, and well, we're doing like a taco salad tonight and we'll do some tacos every now and again and that kind of stuff. That's it. Those are the main dishes that we tend to have and we just kind of rotate through them. And if there's anything that looks cool, all right, we'll try it out. But guess what? There's a difference between trying out a recipe and trying to think, oh, what's a new thing I can have to eat today for three meals a day as opposed to one meal? every now and again. The biggest issue is people don't plan their meals out, right? They think about, oh, but I don't know if I'll feel like that later on. I don't give a fuck what you feel like. It doesn't matter what you feel like on the day. 
Stop chasing variety and excitement from your food. You need to get that from other areas of your life. And a big mindset shift that a lot of you need is you don't need to want to do it. I don't always want to go to the gym. I don't always want to eat the meal that I'm going to eat. The leftover, you know, pasta that didn't have enough sauce or seasoning on it, right? Which is, yeah, my own fault. Squirt a bit of sriracha on it and get it down. It's in there. It hits my goals. I'm not trying to have this amazing experience. I'm not going to fucking Nobu or a three Michelin star restaurant having a lunch. Like it doesn't matter. I'm there to get a result. I'm eating to get a result. I don't necessarily want to, but I just need to get it done for my goals, for my why, for the bigger reason why I'm in this. Stop just doing shit that you want to do. There's going to come a time as you found out, all of you, when you know you had a screaming newborn that you know, I want to sleep. Guess what? You don't get to sleep. Sometimes you got to get up and you got to burp the baby and you got to rock them and you've got to sway them and you've got to feed them and you've got to shh them. You've got to do all that stuff. It might not be what you want to do, but we all got through it, right? We toughed it out. And guess what? Well, it was, it was, yeah, it was rough, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. If you can do that, you can say no to the fucking KFC. You can say no to on-the-fly meals where you're not prepared. And you can make a committed decision to plan at least your breakfasts and your lunches, the same two to three recipes or meals that you tend to have. Do you know what variety you can add? What kind of sauce you pair with it? What kind of veggies you might put with it? What choice of protein, right? If I'm having a wrap or a sandwich, this week it'll be chicken breast. Next week I might do chicken thighs. Then I might do a steak sandwich. Guess what? Still a fucking sandwich. It's still that base thing that you're having that base structure is there you're not making big decisions you're keeping it simple you have a base level for me my lunch is pretty much always leftovers or i prep a bunch of chicken thighs usually at the start of the week and a chicken breast sometimes like it's variety this week i'm going to be prepping some taco mints and i'll have that in a wrap or with some leftover rice or with some uh 90 second like uncle ben's rice and some veggies that's it that's all i need to do if you stop making so many decisions about your food and you simplify that shit down and you choose to do a couple of different things for breakfast, a couple of different things for lunch that you enjoy, once you find it, stop fucking looking. Stop looking for variety in every single thing that you do. This is the problem that most people have. Their attention spans are so short. They really vote, oh, but what if I want eggs or what if I want pancakes or this and that? Who fucking cares? Do you want to have the pancakes more than you want to be an example for your kids? Yes or no? then it doesn't even have to become a question anymore. Once you've already made the decision, those little, little, oh, but what about this? They go away. I don't have to think about breakfast anymore because it's become that ingrained. You might, and it might be hard for the first couple of weeks, but as I keep saying, it gets easier. It gets easier to keep it simple because you stop having to fucking think about it. It's like wearing a school uniform or wearing a uniform to work. You know exactly what you're wearing every day. You don't have to think about it. You just put it on and go. Makes life a lot easier than thinking about it every single morning. Same thing for your training and your movement. Have a step goal. It might, for some people, it might be 6,000 steps a day. Right, if you're doing any less than that, I would highly recommend you get to 6,000 at least. It might be 10,000. It might be 12,000. You might have a really active job and that's what you're doing. Have a step goal and be committed to hitting it. Ideally with like a walk before or after work or during lunch break or whenever you get the opportunity to, 
even if it's not even a step goal, even if it's a, I want to get out and do a 10 minute walk every day to get moving. That might be where some people are at and that's perfectly fine. Setting yourself a 10 minute walking a day goal, that's 70 minutes of walking, 70 minutes of exercise a week, which is fucking awesome. That's huge. People think you've got to do that in like two 35 minute chunks, but that's not the case. Break it up into 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day. That's all it has to be. I know there used to be that fine 30, right? But in today's day and age, things getting more and more hectic, especially for a lot of dads out there. If you have to find just 10 minutes, do fucking 10 minutes. If you can, find some kind of resistance training you can do two to three times a week, whether it's with the old home gym you've got sitting in the garage with those old dusty dumbbells. Do something, right? Do something simple. We've got tons of workouts on our Instagram that we're doing at the moment. Trav's doing some real good ones with dumbbells and kettlebells and body weight. Like It doesn't take too much to get started. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It doesn't matter as long as you're doing something and you have that base level. For me, I've got a base level. I go for a walk every morning with my daughter. I might not always hit a good step um, count if I've got a busy day, unfortunately. I've accounted for that in my diet and I'm okay with the results of that. Uh, And then most other days, I'll either go for a run or go for a walk to the gym and I'll train. Um, At least sort of two times a week, I'll get into the gym and at least one run. That's like my baseline. That is my, if I do one upper body session, one lower body session and one run, I've, I've, I'm like, I'm maintained. That's my, my minimum that I want to have for the rest of my life. And I'm committed to that. For you, it might be one full body workout that you do uh, and it takes you 20 to 30 minutes and you do that once a week and then you go for a light jog once a week and then the rest of the days you just go for a 10 minute walk or a 10, 15 minute walk. That might be it for you. That's okay. Because guess what? You can then manipulate the diet. If you really want to lose fat, you can manipulate the diet as your main focus to continue to get those drops. You don't have to do anything to get the fat loss that you're looking for. You don't have to do any particular thing. You've just got to find a plan that is adaptable, that works for you, that works for your lifestyle, that works for your constraints because everyone's constraints are individual. So stop thinking that there's any one thing that you have to do or you need to do or you must do to get the result. All of these are just variables, right? It's like X plus Y plus C equals the result. What are those numbers? Well, it depends on what the other numbers are. Right? We've got to adjust Z, we've got to adjust X, we've got to adjust Y. It doesn't matter. We just adjust those variables until we get the result we're looking for. And then once we get the result, you can ease up a little bit. If you're doing three sessions, you could probably get away with two. If you're doing 10,000 steps a day, you could probably get away with eight. If you're eating 1,600 calories, you could probably get away with eating 1,900 calories. Maybe a bit more. Right? It's all individual, but the plan that takes you to your fat loss goal isn't the plan that is going to maintain things for you long term. But This does mean you need to let go of just always doing the shit you want to do when you want to do it. I want to have a beer, so I have a beer. Put the fucking beer down. I want to sit on the couch, so I'm going to sit on the couch. Too fucking bad. You're choosing that over your results. That is the choice that you make every day. So make it a no fucking brainer that you do the simple thing. It's simple, but it's not easy. And if you want help getting this done, reach out to us at fit-dad.club. We're here to book in a call, have a conversation. Um, We have these podcasts that we release weekly. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review and you comment on it if you're on YouTube or anything like that. Uh, Comment on any of our posts if you see them and ask us questions. If there's a topic that you want us to cover, let us know. We're always happy to cover this kind of stuff. But this has been uncomplicating your fitness, trying to help you keep shit simple as much as possible because the simpler it is, the less decisions you have to make, the less likely it is that you're going to fall off the bandwagon. 
So if you need anything, feel free to reach out to us. Looking forward to hearing from you then. And until next time, peace out, Fit Dads.